0: The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers.
1: Catholic Teachers Lounge With Jill and Kyle.
2: to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. It's summer break. Happy summer. We are dropping episodes once per week to keep us refreshed, over the summer. Thank you to Lila Press for sponsoring us and for all of you teachers for sticking around. I'm so happy to be here with you, Colleen, because we have a big debate to tackle and I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. I'm wondering um, how you feel about assigning work to students over the summer.
1: Well, I've I've done it. Um, Definitely have assigned summer reading and have definitely assigned summer packets of work. Mm-hmm. And my kids have come home with summer reading and summer packets. And so how do I feel about it? I mean, I guess it depends on the, the purpose of it and the quality of it and what is going to happen with it in the fall. So why are we doing this summer work?
2: Yeah, the big question. So a question came in from um, someone out there in the lounge asking about summer slide. How do you prevent summer slide? And by that, we mean uh, you have your spring academic scores and then you have fall academic scores and whether students lose their learning, the summer learning loss, which got kind of it got new attention during COVID because then it became COVID learning loss. And then, so we've always talked about summer learning loss, that natural progression of, it's not natural, but uh, whether we study if students backpedal, if they have a long summer break with their fall scores, are they lower than what the spring scores were? And is it preventable? Is it not preventable? So the age old question is, what should kids be doing in the summer to keep up on their learning and whether that should be a direct um, assigned thing? Or if kids should just do their own thing in the summer and um, should they be reading or not reading? Should Mm. they be doing math work or not math work? Should you hire a tutor for your own kids for the Mm. summer? Like there's so many layers of this. For some of us, um, the summer isn't very long. So it depends on if you have, do you have a four week summer or do you have a 12 week summer? Like your school calendar plays a big part in this and we can kind of set that to the side, but really talk about um, what do you do as a teacher? What do you do as a teacher? What's within your control and not within your control? Some of you have a school culture where everyone does assign something to do over the summer. And some of you, it's completely up to you as a teacher if you want to assign
1: things over the yeah. summer. Yeah, okay. So yeah, let's let's dig into this a little bit. So I think reading over the summer is actually a really important thing. But I also believe that giving people a choice in what they read over the summer is also a really important thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen it both ways where this is your required reading Mm-hmm. And then I've seen it where you can choose. here's a whole list. Pick two books to read over the summer, yeah. or whatever the case is. Um, but I'll say, so when I was a student, we had one book we always had in
2: high school, so when I yeah. was a, one book you had you had to read it before the first day of school. Yep. one book's not going to kill kids. Like a no. high school kid can mm-hmm. can plow through, so you have to choose something that's probably highly engaging. It doesn't need a teacher' support. So you got to think about reading level of the average reading level of an 11th grader or 9th grader or whatever. So something I would encourage, high engagement, low, I won't say low difficulty, but they have to be able to do it independently. Yeah. So something
1: yeah. It will not kill kids to read a book. Ooh. So what that reminds me of is, so years and years ago, I taught in the, in the early 2000s, I taught at Perbuf Jesuit in Indianapolis. And there was a book that was chosen for the summer that everyone in the school would read. Oh, I like every that. Every single student. So, you know, I remember one of the years that I was there, it was the things that they carried, which is a super, oh, uh-huh. that's a heavy book to uh-huh. read over the summer. Ryan, But the yep. yes, so, but it was certainly excessive for, you know, Mm -hmm. for freshmen through seniors. And when everybody came back and, you know, this is the other piece we have to get to here is, so what happens when you get back to school? You know, is there a 10 question quiz on Mm -hmm. a Scantron machine or like, what is the activity Mm -hmm. around that? Well, at Rebuff Jesuit, there were groups like there were um, discussion leaders and we broke the kids in multi levels so you had some mm-hmm. freshmen sophomores juniors and seniors discussing the Jesuit values around like it was a very oh, intentional purposeful i write this
2: down because you could even have parents in on this oh, so yeah. because oh, yeah. at the high school level it could be something that you want as a whole family read like read this with your high schooler yeah and in the fall, you could do an adult like books, whatever celebration night, just like book clubs, <laughs> like the book club night of that's like a bunch of was, parents. Though it was, a, and then yeah. with kids, mm-hmm. it, it's reading groups. We, you know, that's awesome. You could have a structure in place of your ninth through twelfth graders. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they still do that, but it was a pretty I fantastic like thing, and it was the only place that I ever worked that actually did something and it was very purposeful. Yeah. Very intentional. And
2: then you're not scared of the test on the day you come back, but you, as a kid, you don't want to feel foolish because it's a community celebration. You kind of feel silly being like, Oh, I didn't read it. Like you need, you need to somehow make it accessible and and useful. Let's talk elementary then. So as a mom, Mm -hmm. uh, this morning, my son who's nine, he was my, okay. He came home for the summer with his packet I have no idea how many pages are in this packet, but it's thick. And my rule is before you can watch TV for the day, you have to do a page. Choose a page, any page, because it's a random packet. You don't have to do it in order. So some are reading, some are writing, some are math. Um, Some he loves to do, some he hates to do. So he thumbs through it and tries to find a page that he can do on his own. He didn't mind it this morning because I think he's motivated by TV. Like I know my kids. I know that in order to watch TV, he had to... He had to uh, do his page, but, um, but I will say as a mom, I look at that thick packet and think, oh no, mm. like, cause I feel bad if he doesn't do it. I want him to do it. I know he should do it. Yeah. Um, as a kid though, can I say one funny story? Yeah. And when I was a child, <laughs> you could pay to have a packet like you could pay—I don't know how much it was. It was probably like a few dollars. What? Like it was a cool thing. Like my parents would never buy the packet. It was through the public schools, so the public schools would sell these packets of summer, like summer slide. There was a
1: hot air balloon on the cover of it. Yeah, it was like summer bridge work. I know. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See it, yeah.
2: So in spring, you would bring in your money to so that on the last day of school, you'd get your packet. And my best friend had a teacher mom. So she always got a packet Mm -hmm. like teacher mom always bought the packet for her daughter. And I never got one. And I wanted it so badly because I was the kid who assigned homework to the neighborhood kids anyway. <laughs> because i was going to be a teacher and didn't know it yet um but my friend hated her packet i remember her yelling with her mom about getting her work done and I wanted so desperately to have one and never had one so it's funny how kids respond to this it is
1: it is and you know and I what I resented even though i'm a, a, an avid reader. And mm-hmm. I loved literature. I was an English major because I love literature. But anytime I was assigned anything to read, I highly resented it. <laughs> How dare you?
2: How dare you tell me what to read?
1: How dare you tell me what to read? So I remember the summer between my junior and senior year, I worked at a pool. and I would sit at the front desk at the pool, you know, clicking mm-hmm. people in. And I was sitting there reading the grapes of wrath. That Ooh, was my summer reading. Don't my, do that. That was not assigned to me. That was my choice. Oh, what? That was my, because <laughs> I'm a super dork. So yeah. So yeah. How dare you assign me anything to read, but I'm just going to sit here and read the grapes of wrath.
2: <laughs> you were probably assigned something very fun.
1: <laughs> how dare no, we you? Didn't, we didn't have to do summer reading. Oh, we did it. So. Okay. That is really, really okay. Funny. But can I just doubles be doubles advocate for sure. just a second here? Okay. So I know that we've talked about on the podcast, the, some of the skills that kids are actually missing and they have more to do with being outside and playing, go out with your friends, go play tag, um, go, you know play with kids who are different ages than you, younger and older, and and learn some communication skills and (laughs) self-regulation skills and (laughs) all of those things. That's actually really important to do in the summertime too. So it's like, okay, but you can do both. You can have a balance of let's let's stay on top of reading. Let's go ahead and do a page in a packet every day, but please go outside and learn some skills and don't mm-hmm. sit in front of the TV all summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: It reminds so it reminds me of COVID parenting where I was trying so hard to like also be at work, but I also had the list on the board, like do the pages, go outside, read a book, play a game, like super, <laughs> super crazy teacher mom here was trying to balance my kids. So I didn't feel bad that they didn't get the full experience of being home during COVID. And that's how summer sort of feels too. Cause you're trying to like force them outside, but you're also making them <laughs> do the page and who knows. Who yep. Knows?
1: Yep. So yeah, this summer find the balance.
2: There you go. Find the balance. It's okay. If you assign the reading, it's okay. If you don't, and, uh, we'll keep, we'll keep the conversation going. Yep. I also took this to, um, to social media. So we may circle back here on this topic as we round out the summer and jump into the year. So take care of yourself this summer, refresh and restore your energy. Keep tuning in for more affirmations and ideas from the Catholic teachers lounge. We'll see you next time.